Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 407. Be the change that you wish to see in the world. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Do you know the best way to protect your vehicle, both the exterior and interior, is with a car cover? I've been using Covercraft car covers since 1975. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. 2015 marks Covercraft's 50th anniversary. They've manufactured premium quality exterior and interior covers here in the United States with a reputation for durability and design. They're the world's largest manufacturer of custom patterned vehicle covers that are crafted to fit with over 80,000 patterns and growing. You can choose from dozens of fabric options and accessories, all designed and carefully sewn for your special vehicle. Made in the USA, Covercraft is the right choice. I've protected my special rides with their covers for over 40 years, and you should too. Learn more today at Covercraft.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, David Schaefer. David, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Absolutely, Mark. Awesome. Great to have you here. David Schaefer is the executive director at the World of Speed Museum in Wilsonville, Oregon. His role is to oversee the museum's mission of education and entertainment through the celebration and preservation of American motorsports. Before joining the museum, David worked for the Children's Cancer Association as the chief development officer, and he's also worked in the headquarters for the American Cancer Society, Make-A-Wish Foundation, and the Muscular Dystrophy Association, some very, very worthy causes. So, David, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment and share a little bit more about your career, about the museum, and, of course, your passion for automobiles? Absolutely. Um, well, I uh, am a product of South Dakota. Growing up in South Dakota, I didn't grow up on the farm, but I, um, my family sure did, and all my aunt and uncles did. So uh, the appreciation for the automobile and the tractors and so on has always been a part of my life. But uh, I left South Dakota and uh, went to Arizona and started working in the nonprofit industry. And I've kind of moved up through my career and have ended up here in Portland, Oregon, and met some wonderful people who are have always had a passion for motorsports. In fact, their very first date in high school was at a uh, motorcycle racetrack. <laughs> and it's always been a part of their lives. And uh, they've become friends of mine. And when they started this new museum, we kind of connected and they said, hey, we need someone to to help us with a brand new startup, would you be interested? Mm -hmm. And uh, I was very excited about the opportunity to be a part of uh, a new museum here in the Northwest that really impacts uh, people's lives in a, in a way that most museums don't. And I'd be happy to tell you about that. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we, we did have Ron Hughley, who's your curia curator there at the museum on the show uh, not too long ago. But I'd love for you, before we get into some of the questions, is Tell us a little bit more about the museum. For folks that haven't been to Portland, haven't had the, the pleasure and joy of attending it, tell us about what the museum is all about. Absolutely. Well, we are the vision of our founders who wanted a, to build a place where people who had a passion around motorsports could gather. And their thoughts initially were, hey, it'll be a little clubhouse. Maybe it'd be a 
an old uh, a gas station or something like that, that we could just have car enthusiasts gather and share their stories and share their their uh, passion around automobiles and share those automobiles. And what started off as a discussion kind of grew larger and uh, an opportunity came available that an old Dodge dealership here in Wilsonville uh, became open. And when they explored the Dodge dealership and saw that this 80,000 square foot building was a little larger than their initial wow, vision. Wow, 80,000 square feet? Holy cow. 80,000 square feet. Uh, 50,000 of our uh, square feet are our gallery space. But because it's an old Dodge dealership, we kept the bays. So we, we kept the uh, lists, the 10 lists that are inside the building with the thought that this would be a part of our uh, learning center, our education center, and would be a part of our mission, which is to educate and entertain through the preservation celebration of motorsports. It would be a part of our education mission. I love it. You know, I love everything about it. It is so cool. And motorsports is such a big part of any automotive enthusiast's life. So uh, I love what you guys are doing there. It's great. And we're going to learn a little bit more about the many things there. But first, I always like to start by asking my guests for a success quote. This is some kind of saying that's been instrumental in your life, forming your success. And it's a really great way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars. Yeah. So David, take the wheel. Yeah. Well, for me, uh, because I've been in the nonprofit industry and my life has been around change, and I, I've always um, kind of gravitated towards the quote from Mahatma Gandhi, be, be the change that you wish to see in the world. Mm. And I, I think it resonates on, with me in so many different levels with what I've done. And now, um, with the, my opportunity of being here at the World of Speed, we are uh, impacting change in many different lives for people. I see it on a daily level with people just coming in and seeing the cars that they maybe drove at one time, <laughs> yeah. whether they raced it or whether they um, actually just had that car or they wish they had it. And now with our education programs going into place, we're going to be changing lives of students who are uh, trying to find uh, what is the career path that they want to go on in, in the future. Right. You know, and that's so important because we hear a lot of people in the automotive industry say, oh, the young kids aren't interested in cars. The baby boomers were the car guys, and they're getting old. They're dying off. And who's going to follow in the footsteps? And I had uh, David Madeira here on the show from the LeMay Museum that's down here in my part of the woods. And they do similar things with their programs through Haggerty Insurance, another guest, McKeel Haggerty. And so it's great that you guys are doing that to bring young people in, give them some idea of how they could wrap their passion for cars into a career path as they move forward in their lives. Absolutely. We're very excited by, by that. But it's not just uh, within the education program that we've created in the bays, but it's also within the museum itself. And it's in the collection. And I'm sure David sees that too at the LeMay Museum. Just to even, it's impactful just to even watch students or kids in our start line club, which has the you know the little roll up cars that uh, oh, yeah. two or four year old could sit on, uh -huh. it starts at that age with with the with kids getting excited about jumping in a Ford Mustang and being able to run around in it, um, or just uh, sitting in on a car that they can roll around or or building cars and Legos inside our start line club. But going out into the uh, museum, whether it's through our tours that we have with with the school system and uh, the docents that are able to share their personal stories around the cars within our museum. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, when I was little, I've got a picture of myself sitting in a garden pedal car that I had when I was two <laughs> years old. I, maybe that's absolutely. where the passion started for me. And 
that starts for many people. So I think it's great what you're doing. Well, let's let's learn a little bit more about you, David. Is there a, a moment in your life, a pivotal moment in your life, when you really realize that you were a bit of a car guy? Well, I think it's that point when we buy our first car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I uh, grew up in, uh, you know, in a family that didn't have a lot of means. Our first cars were hand-me-down, hand-me-down cars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, but still, it's that uh, nostalgia of your first car, and it's that, that freedom yep. oh, <laughs> of yeah. your first car. So I bought my first car for $200 that I raised by working at McDonald's. Very um, cool. And it was, <laughs> it was you know, old beat-up Ford, uh, 1965. I think it was a Fairlane. But, you know, even though it was a hand-me-down, hand-me-down, I, I had that uh, Q-tip out, and I was cleaning the inside of that car because oh, yeah. <laughs> that was my new car. So I remember that, you know, and I remember it not lasting more than a year and a half, but still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. It was my first car. My first car was 300 bucks. It was a 67 Chevy Nova. So, uh, yeah, a little old lady's car. So, uh, yeah, but that freedom that it gives you and that you own something and you sit back and go, wow, this is pretty cool. So that's fantastic. Well, David, what I'd love to do now is take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and crawl under the hood and ask you to share a huge challenge or even a great failure that you've faced along the way in your career. But the more important part of this has to do with how did you overcome that situation and what did it teach you? Wow, that's a really good question. I think uh, this latest journey that I've taken into the World of Speed Museum, not being someone who's collected cars all my life or has um, had the ability to, to collect them, but now working here and being a part of a startup that has the opportunity to do so many things and trying to identify where do we make an impact and where do we add value to the community. Besides the opportunity for people to come and celebrate and see our collection, we're also focused on meeting the gaps in our community for education. And that's a very big challenge, I think, for me as I'm learning about the gaps, knowing that there are quite a few dealerships that are looking for skilled technicians and cannot find them. It's pretty pervasive in the entire United States how many jobs are out there, but the generation of employees coming into those jobs is not there. So we want to help fill in that gap by making uh, students aware of the opportunities available to them through the passion of motorsports. So we have this incredible bling, if you will, here at the museum that people can uh, come and celebrate in and see our Daytona wall and see our simulators, but at the same time understand how can they play a role in their career in motorsports. I like where you're going with this because, you know, the question itself talks about challenges and, and for you to come in and try to figure out how are we going to make this museum something that really has meaning other than just a place to come and look at pretty cars, right. that it really has an impact on society. So would that that be a good way to assess that? Yep, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. well, it's great. I think it's absolutely fantastic. And, and you're right, you know, so many universities these days are pumping out kids with liberal arts degrees and in things that uh, they don't even know what they want to do. And they get out of school, and then where's the job? You know, I need something to do. What we're excited about, Mark, is that we are actually partnering and building collaborations with industry, mm. with the education system, and with uh, with our community. And the way we're, we're addressing this is that we have this incredible facility. We have the, the bays. We have the lifts. We have the tools. We have the equipment that we are purchasing through the support of our donors. We're the venue 
where um, automobile education can take place. So the high schools are bringing their students here to our facility, and we're bringing in a, a community college and their instructors, and they are bringing the curriculum to these students. This year, uh, we'll have three classes taught at the uh, World of Speed Museum, and our students will come out of here with 12 community college credits right. and one and a half high school credits, all at no cost to them. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, fantastic. And our hope is that uh, the curriculum that is taught here is focused on ASC certification so that the students will be inspired to hopefully someday even take their student certification here at the World of Speed Museum and maybe move on to the next step of, of their career by going to college or a community college. We're reaching out to more and more school districts who do not have the ability to host or hold an automotive a CTE program at their sites. Mm -hmm. So the role we're playing is we're the place where they can come and have their automotive education for their students. We know that there's a waiting list for students and that they are asking for this opportunity. So that's the gap that we're filling in one area of our education. The other is we have a summer camp program that we're reaching out to kids in grade school, middle school, and high school to excite them about motorsports, to excite them about engineering, science, and technology. Uh, and we'll do that all year round through our field trips that we also offer to our schools. Wow. I, you know, I love all this. It is so great. And I've had some guests on from McPherson College, which is the only, I think it's the only college in the U.S. right now that has a four-year accreditation for automotive uh, restoration and so forth. So I'm really happy to hear that you guys are focusing on that. I think it's great. Let's shift gears here and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share what I like to call a career aha moment a time when the headlights come on and illuminate your way for this new idea, this new direction you had. And it might be that this step you took to go and work at the museum here. And tell us the steps you took to turn your aha moment into a success. Well, for me, I, I've been in the nonprofit industry for 30 years, and I've always been in the health-related side, very passionate about that. But I was ready to take a break, and so I was starting to just talk to people out in the community and, and going on informational interviews and trying to um, identify what does bring me excitement and passion. And for me, it was knowing that I like to be a part, as I shared earlier, about being a part of change. I like to be a part of organizations that are not so established, um, that uh, are building the infrastructure and the direction and the strategies that they want to go. Um, that's very exciting for me. And there aren't a lot of opportunities for that. And so when I learned that there was a brand new museum uh, starting here in the Northwest and that uh, you could be a part of uh, identifying what's the direction that museum wants to go, developing the strategies, and developing the collection and, and the future goals of the organization. I was very excited by that and uh, really excited to be a part of a team of car enthusiasts from the founders, our board, our advisory board, and our curator, Ron, who you've spoken to. Mm -hmm. I, I get inspired every day, and I learn every day. I'm learning so much about the world of motorsports, and that brings me a tremendous amount of excitement and keeps everything fresh. And I think if you can find that in your career, um, you're going in the right direction. Oh, absolutely. Change is so important. Embracing change, realizing that uh, there's a whole nother world out there for all of us to explore and enjoy. And that's why I love having people from all walks of life of the automotive industry in the show, because those listeners out there who wish they had wrapped their passion for cars into their vocation could go, wow, never thought about that. I could go work there. So 
Very cool. Absolutely. How about proudest career moments? I would assume you've had many, but is there one in particular that stands out for you? Well, I, I'm someone that always kind of lives in the moment and lives in the now. And I've had quite a few proud moments, but I think I could tell you that here at the museum, when we, in four weeks, put together a program with the local high school, where students who have been asking their principal for years for an automotive program um, would come to class with grease around their fingernails because they'd work on their cars at home and clearly something that they wanted to do in their lives had that opportunity. And when they got off the bus in our parking lot and walk up to our building for their first automotive class as a junior in high school, that brought tears to my eyes because <laughs> I knew what we were doing was changing the lives of those 21 students who wanted to be here and have expressed to us every day that they're here, that they want to be here, just by the, their demeanor, their attention to their classes, and how fast they run out to the bay to work on the cars yeah. after they've sat in the classroom for an hour, then they get to do <laughs> hands-on learning. I'm inspired by that every day. And I have to tell you, I'm not kidding you, that it brought tears to my eyes to stand there and watch that awesome. and feel like, hey, I really am a part of something and help drive something that's going to make a difference and clearly will make a difference uh, forever. Uh, it's just, it's spectacular. You know, when I was in high school back in the 70s, they had auto shop. And if you loved cars, you could go and take that as one of your courses. And of course, yeah, it seems like all the schools have done away with that. So uh, wonderful thing that you're doing there once again, a really, really exciting Let's have a little bit of fun here. Maybe you already answered this question, but I always ask my guests about their first really special vehicle. You talked about that old Ford, but maybe there's another car. Maybe it's that car, but <laughs> if you could share a special memory you have with that first really special vehicle. Well, I don't know how special it was, but it sure has a lot of memories for me. After the, my Ford, then my next $200 car was a Country Squire uh, station wagon. Hey, you're moving up. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that was what I drove to high school in. And I just remember driving my sisters to high school every day. And my, that station wagon tended to uh, stall at the same stoplight every day <laughs> on the way to school. And we just started this ritual that my sisters would, uh, you know, look out the window and wave while I pump the gas and turn the ignition and try to get the... Um, so I remember those those memories and kind of laughed uh, at those. Uh, but, you know, that station wagon took me into college. Yeah. And I remember yeah. filling that station wagon up with all the clothes and stuff that I needed to drive to the University of South Dakota and, and go to college. And Very cool. It was a part of my life. And yeah. it was a functional, but also kind of a fun part. I'm just wondering about all the scowls you got when you would pull up to pick up your date <laughs> in a station wagon and the father would look out the window and go, you're not going anywhere with that guy. <laughs> That's when you borrow your parents' car, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You're not going to get out the front door. At yeah. least you wouldn't have with my daughter, that's for sure. <laughs> How about seller's remorse? Is there a vehicle that you've owned that you let go that you really wish you had back in the garage? Yeah, you know, I... I re I bought a Honda Prelude when they first came out, and I remember driving that and getting looks on the road. People actually pulling me over and say, "Hey, I like the look of that car." First time I ever bought my a brand new car, mm -hmm. and it was my first brand new car, and it was the first time that you know someone actually liked the car I was driving. <laughs> a little better than the Squire. <laughs> yeah. So you know, I remember that car, and it was a, it was a fun car, and it, it, it's kind of a, a pivotal point in my life that hey, I made it. I could buy my first 
brand new car yeah. and I have a career where I could do that. And, and it's a car that I like. It's not a car that I had to buy because it's what I could afford. You know, I don't have it anymore, but it was fun. And I remember that. And it was a pivotal point in my life. Yeah, they were interesting cars, uh, neat little cars. My father-in-law had one that had the four-wheel steering. And the first time I ever drove that thing, when you go to parallel park, it's like, whoa, this was easy. How come nobody yeah. thought of this before? So. <laughs> Yeah, if you, Great pickup, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Fun little cars. How about current projects? What are you guys working on right now at the World of Speed Museum that really has you excited and fired up? Well, we are constantly evolving as a museum and adding on new exhibits. And we will do that because we want uh, folks to keep coming back. And we've just added on a new exhibit that we're very proud of. We just opened it um, last Saturday. It's women in racing, and it's profiling five women who have... Uh, uh, made some real impact in the motorsports. It is a, going to be a permanent exhibit for the museum, but we'll be rotating out the women that we are profiling about uh, every nine months or so. Uh, so that's exciting. And, and next year, uh, we will be um, unveiling a very large exhibit in June that we're very excited about. We're still putting all the details around it, but it will be celebrating the 100th running of the Indy 500. Yeah, that's very cool. You know, Ron, Talked a little bit about the Women in Racing exhibit. I'm so happy to hear you do that because I've had several dozen women here on Cars. Yeah, cars are mostly a man's sport, it seems like. But I love to have women on the show to realize that, you know, if you're a young woman or even an old woman, you want to get involved with cars, there's plenty of women involved. And uh, some of the, the people I've had on the show have just been amazing people, amazing women in the sport. The head of the SCCA Racing, Lisa Noble. Um, you think, head yeah. of SCCA is a woman? That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, the late Denise McCluggage was a guest here on the show. She was just a delight to talk to and, and so many other women. So I think that's great, and especially just going to be a permanent exhibit to help. Uh, again, you talk about the young people that you're trying to influence and, and help them realize that there is a future for them in automotive. Those young women that come into your museum that go, wow, man, I could do that. That's cool. We saw it in our summer camp program earlier this year when we, one of the classes that we had, half the class was all young young girls, and we were so delighted wow, by that. Wow, cool. So we know that there's an interest in, in, in women, and we know that you know 50 years ago, it was very hard-pressed to even see uh, women in the uh, pit crew. Uh, they weren't even allowed down there in many, many parts, and now to see them playing instrumental roles and, you know, racing at the Indy 500 uh, is incredible. Yeah, absolutely. Lynn St. James was uh, a yes. guest here on the show. So, oh, great. It's fantastic. Well, here's a very introspective question for you, David. If you were a car, what kind of car would David be and why? You know, I really have fallen in love with the Ford Mustang, and I just like the uh, <laughs> kind of what it <laughs> It symbolizes, you know, to me, it's a slice of Americana. Oh, yeah. um, it's just um, kind of, a, you know, like the horse, the Mustang itself. It's just a wild and kind of uh, free and <laughs> yeah, beautiful. So I, I think I would want to be some type of Ford Mustang. Well, I think it's a great <laughs> choice. You know, the guest I, I just had on the day before here was uh, we were talking about we each had a 65 fastback at one point in our lives that we're 
GT350 Shelby clones. And uh, <laughs> I was just watching a Jay Leno's garage on TV last night, and they had a Hennessy Mustang that they got going over 200 miles an hour. So, uh, yeah, very diverse cars and definitely a part of American history, the, the Mustang. What a success story that car has been. So great choice. I love it. David, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsor. Metrovac has been manufacturing and providing quality automotive vacuums and blowers since 1939. I've used their portable vacuum and blowers for over 15 years in my garage, on my cars, motorcycles, around my home, and you should too. Their Air Force Master Blaster Revolution is my go-to tool every time I wash and detail my vehicles. Powered by two twin-fan 4.0 peak horsepower motors, the Master Blaster delivers up to 58,000 feet per minute of clean, warm, dry, filtered air. Dry your car without a towel and avoid those nagging micro-scratches. Perfect for the wheels, engines, motorcycles, and all those frustrating water traps in trim, door jams, and seals. Check out all of Metrovac's quality products, deliberately made better in the USA. Metrovac is the right choice. Learn more today at Metrovac.com. Use discount code CARSYEAH20 and you'll get 20% off your first order. That's right, 20% off. Details at CARSYEAH.com slash sponsors. Okay, David, we're back and we're entering the last lap. And this is where I'm going to fire off a series of questions. And you give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So you ready? I'll try. <laughs> All right. What is the best automotive advice you've ever received? Uh, make sure that there's oil in your car. <laughs> yes, that's a good one. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Will you share one of your personal habits that you believe has contributed to your success? I constantly try to learn. Uh, I, I try to uh, read magazines that are in the trade that, I, that I'm in. And uh, I also try to ask questions from those that are around me that know a lot more than I do. <laughs> hmm. Great attribute. Definitely a part of that change attitude. Do you have a resource that you think the listeners would really enjoy? You know, for me, my resources are, are tied to my industry, so there are periodicals that I, I go to. But I find the Internet and Google so powerful mm. to, you know, if you, if you don't know the answer to something, you can put it in there. And I encourage people to do that and not just think about it, but also go on Google and Google it. Yeah. Find out. <laughs> you saw, like my son, he's away at college and I'll. I'll call him sometimes and say, hey, I can't figure out how to do this on my computer. And he always says the same thing. Google it, Dad. Just Google it. <laughs> it's true. It's true. You can, you know, I figured out how to work, how to clean, uh, fix my dishwasher by watching a YouTube Absolutely. video. So, yeah, yep. you can learn all sorts of stuff. Is there one book in particular you think the Cars Yow listeners would really enjoy reading that you've enjoyed? Yeah, you know, uh, a book that's uh, really kind of opened my eyes and we have a the opportunity of having a gift shop in our museum and we have a, a local personality here Ken Austin uh, Ken started a uh, ADEC which is one of the largest uh, dental uh, companies in, in the in the United States Ken started his career with a calf which he was able to buy his first car and then when he uh, was able to build his own garage when he was 14 years old and then went to school and went to college and found out that, he, as he would say, he wasn't as smart as he thought he was and was coming out with a 1.2 GPA, but was um, kind of shepherded by uh, uh, a professor who saw that he learned and thought in a different way and was a brilliant engineer. In fact, he got his first patent while he was in college. He 
credits his career and to where he's at today because of his passion and love for the automobile, for cars. Mm. He raced on Bonneville Flats. He was a hot rodder. And because his love for engineering and working on the car and wanting to know how things worked and how things functioned, he was asked to um, help build, you know, uh, help fix a drill in, in someone's dental lab. And because he helped fix that drill and redesign it because of his engineering background and knowing how to make things work, he all of a sudden was starting to get into the dental business and now owns the business. In fact, he'd say, I started with a Quonset hut where I had my uh, small repair company. Mm-hmm. And now today, my Quonset hut is 40 different buildings wow. with our ADEC and making $1 million a day. Wow. We had Ken, um, he's written a book about that. We had Ken come to our first class with our students because we wanted them to see that you don't have to be a wonderful student. You don't have to be getting straight A's, but if you follow your passion and you follow um, what brings you excitement, doors will open to you as they did for Ken. And he was just an incredible inspiration to our students. And he is to me too, and into our community. Fantastic. The book is American Dreamers by Ken Austin. Fantastic story. Fantastic book. Thank you for recommending that really interesting story behind it. I'm going to have to get my hands on that book and read it. And I remind the listeners you can find links to all these great resources that David has been so kind to share with us today at carsyeah.com slash David Schaefer, or just put David in the search box and his show notes page will pop right up. All right, David, we are up to the checkered flag, and this last question can be a real doozy. If you could have only one collector car in your garage, but money's no object, I'll buy you any car you want, even a car out of your museum, what would that one vehicle be and why? Um, I would probably be the Cobra, and it's just a beautiful car, and uh, we we have one here at the museum, and every time I walk by it, I just kind of go, wow, I'd like to sit in that. <laughs> so do you want the smaller 289, the slab side, or do you want the 427 with the big motor? I'd like the 427. <laughs> I kind of thought you'd say that. Everybody <laughs> says it, yeah. Yeah, oh, what a fantastic car, you know. Wonderful cars. What a legacy that Carol Shelby left behind uh, in building that car. So that I get you the right one, what kind of color combination would you like? It would be black. Black. Oh, okay. You want stripes or no stripes? No stripes. No. Okay. Very interesting. You know, we had Bruce. <laughs> Very Ma- simple. Yeah, we had Bruce Meyer on the show here, and he's got quite a collection. He actually owns the very first Shelby Cobra ever built, and it's in black. Beautiful car. I've had the pleasure of seeing that car. So uh, maybe I could go down and talk to him and talk him out of that. That's going to be a tough one. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Well, David, you've taken me on an awesome ride. I knew you would, being a guy that works at the World of Speed Museum. I've really enjoyed your stories. And I want to thank you for sharing your journey with the Cars Yow listeners. Could you give us one parting piece of guidance before you drive off into the sunset in that 427 Cobra? I would think uh, I would love for people to always follow their passion and follow uh, uh, what brings them excitement. And what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and the World of Speed Museum? They can go online to worldofspeed.org and uh, they'll be able to learn all about us. Awesome. Well, listeners, again, I encourage you to check out their website. If you're in the Portland area, go and visit the museum. It's a fantastic place to go. You're going to have such a wonderful time. And you can find links to everything David has shared with us today, again, at carsyad.com. Just put David in the search bar 
in his show notes page will pop right up. David, thanks again for spending so much time with me this this wonderful Thanksgiving week as we're recording this. I want to thank you for sharing your expertise and your experiences with me and the listeners. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Well, thank you, Mark. I really appreciate it. And happy holidays to you. You too. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.